I, I entitled this. Let me see what I entitled it. Preparing our hearts for Jesus. I didn't want to say, I, I, I originally put in my notes, preparing our hearts for Christmas, but Christmas is Jesus. And if we, if we miss Jesus and we get like, hey, I, I was all ready for Christmas, uh, you know me, I, I like to go on the inside spiritually is, is kind of my quest. It's like, how, how much can we know God? How close can we get to him? How, how far can we understand the mind of Christ and, and what that looks like in our daily life? Because that following Jesus is, is all about that. And yet, in this world, it's easy to get diverted uh, in, into dark, dark paths, not, you know, not evil paths necessarily. And so uh, th- this verse captured me, and I'm like, I want to start with this. Um, and, but then, I, I, so I, I, I put the verse up on my computer and you know, did my word studies and all that kind of stuff, and then it just it, it wasn't coming together. I'm like, I, I got to blow this one off. I got I got to go with an easier passage, something that'll flow for me, and I'll be able to you know give you guys a great message. So this is gonna be a lousy message, but <laughs> there'll be something good for you. No, just kidding. Um, but then the more I read it, the more it started to de- develop uh, into what the Holy Spirit really wanted to say to me, because. When we come to familiar places, we miss things. It's kind of like, you know, when, when relatives come to visit or friends come to visit California for the first time, uh, you know, you, you take them to, to some sites and they're all like, oh, you know, you go to Yosemite. It's like, oh, wow, that's big rocks. And, and, you know, we've been to Yosemite. I mean, that, that, that's a little... That's, that's too big. It's always awesome there. It's always like seeing it for the first time. Okay, let me let me pick a, a, sh- a shorter one, something smaller. Uh, but you know, you take them to San Francisco, and and then you start to re-see through the eyes of the the new person, and that's what I wanted f- for us because as we come to, to to Christmas, it's it's so important, and yet we miss it because it's 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 familiar, and so. Jesus wants to do something incredible in this season in our lives, and yet we might miss it. We might not recognize it because we're looking at the familiar or, you know, traditions or whatever those things. Kind of like we were talking about with uh, singing Christmas carols, you miss the words. And, and uh, you know, because it's elevator music, it's mall music, but no, it's incredible uh, worship. Before God, and so I wanted us to to get there. I wanted us to not miss the opportunity. So, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world, and is continually coming to us. And I don't want you to miss it. So I want to see. I want us to see Jesus in a fresh light as we come to Christmas. So, as I was reflecting on this, I was thinking what Jendi was talking about was was Christmas lights. You know how it is when you're driving in the neighborhood and, you, and you've got, you know, you have the no light people, you, you know, <laughs> too busy. <laughs> and, then, and then you have the minimalists like me. I'm a minimalist. It's like, okay, I got my, I, I represent. <laughs> and, and then you have my neighbor at the end, you know, he's got grandkids and wants them to experience Christmas in its fullness. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, what, what's the Christmas, the Christmas... But yeah, anyway, uh, that one, one of the Christmas movies where the guy, uh, which one? 
Christmas vacation, yeah, where he puts all the lights on. That's my neighbor now. And, and uh, yeah, he's like, boom, you, are, you know, you, you come, come in the neighborhood, it's like everything's lit up. Uh, so uh, so I, I was just thinking about this whole concept because I've, I've lived in places without any light. Uh, when I was in my, my 20s, I, I lived on a mountain for a year. Uh, I won't tell you why. Um, but it, it's interesting when, when, when you're living outside, there's not light unless, unless God puts out light. And we used to travel and we, 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 were, um, we were secretive. So the only time we ever left our camp back to civilization was during a full moon. Because if you adjust your eyes well during a full moon, you can actually hike in darkness. Uh, you know, you can like really, really get going. But if it's not, if you don't have a full moon, it's, it's kind of stumbling around. So I was thinking about the, this whole concept of light and Jesus making this as the defining, uh, it's a defining principle for him is I want you to understand that this world is dark. And I have come in to light the world. And uh, the, the whole concept of light in the book of John, uh, let me see, I, I, I copied all the, uh, all the verses. There's, uh, I don't know, let's see, there's about 14 different verses in the book of John that talk about light. It runs all the way through because the, the writer doesn't want us to miss that if your life is dark, there is a light that will meet you there. And so all of us go through these, these times of struggles, and we don't recognize that Jesus, as the light of your life, wants to come into your life and, and have you see him in the darkness. Maureen made reference to this, in, in that, that, some, that what preparing our heart for Jesus is all about is having eyes to see Jesus in the darkness. okay with me so far? And sometimes we don't. We look at the darkness. It's, a, it's like we can't see the light, and we're like, it's dark, it's dark, it's dark. And, you know, this world that we live in, you know, you can turn on the news. It looks all dark. But then you sing joy to the world. He rules the earth with truth and grace. He makes the nations prove the glories of his... glories, the glories of his love. And so... When things look like they might be dark and falling apart, Jesus wants us to prepare our eyes to see the light. So, stop, pause for a moment. Do you have anything dark happening in your life right now? Is there a moment of darkness? Okay. The true light was in the world. Though he made the world, did not recognize him. And so I want to declare to you that in the midst of your dark spot right now, Jesus is there. Get a hold of it. Okay. Now there's an interesting concept, and I'll, before I go on, that came to my mind that one of the things we, the reason we don't recognize Jesus is that it's kind of like if, if your life was a picture. Like you can't, you, if you're in the picture, you can't see the picture, right? If you're in the picture, and so, when, but when we step out, and and so all we see is the picture of our life, and we're going, man, this is this is 
not so good right now. But if we could step outside the picture for a moment, what we would see in the picture is Jesus. <laughs> when we're in the picture, we don't see it, Jesus. We just see us trying to make sense of the world. But if we step out for a moment, and that's what this is about, stepping out and seeing, oh, look, what's this light doing in my picture? Jesus. So I want you to recognize him. Okay, so preparing your hearts for Christmas is seeing Jesus and recognizing him no matter what's going on. All right, number two. Uh, This verse 11, it says, He came to that which was his own, but they did not receive him. As I said before, um, he came home. Now, we've had a lot of visitors between Thanksgiving and and now. Uh, So we've, you know, when people come to our house, what do we do? We throw the door open. We embrace them, mostly. The in-laws did come over. No, just kidding. Uh, uh, We embrace them. Jen, Jen, she has a saying uh, I wrote down here. This is the season for stashing. Uh, does anybody do that? See, we, we clean, you know, when people are coming over, we clean the house. But there's not enough room for all that cleaning. And so we go, what's in this closet? And it was like, this ought to fit. But see, now the problem with putting stuff in your closets while you're stashing because people are coming over um, is that now it's time to find those Christmas presents you bought in February. And the, and the, the closets are all full. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. So, so Jenny's going crazy right now, try, try, trying to sort out. But our, our daughter, Christina, she's our last visitor till Christmas, I think. And so we're done stashing. stashing. We're going we're gonna to throw it all back out, out there. Uh, so why do I say that? Um, be, in this season, be ready to prepare your heart to open your arms to him in his fullness. Now, here's the problem with that, is that Jesus often will hand us things or come with things that are gifts, but they're hard gifts. They're gifts of obedience. They're gifts of, of instruction that you'd rather put off to another time. Uh, that's what was coming to my mind when, when I looked at, at this. It's like, prepare your hearts to have open arms. And I'm like, we all love gifts, right? Everybody like gifts? Huh? <laughs> the good gifts. But we never know what will be handed to us. And because Jesus is the light of the world, we're like, he came into the world and they, and they didn't recognize him. And sometimes things come into our life that are hard and we don't recognize that he was the one that put it into your hands because he was trying to disciple you in a way that you didn't want. And so we go, so he did not receive him. You didn't come in the right way. I wanted you to come with only the kinds of blessings that you have for me, you know, that I want. And the other ones, I reject. And really, uh, when, when it says he came into his own, we, we do know that reference comes to the, people, you know, the, the Jewish people. He was coming to his own, and he was saying, here I am, the fulfillment of, that, of the big book that you guys have been reading. And as Kendra said, that wasn't the expectation 
They were looking for the, the, the Jesus that only did signs and wonders and miracles, that wasn't going to be the suffering servant of Isaiah 53. In fact, as I was reading through the Gospel of John this week, uh, a, a number of times the people say, said, show us a sign. <laughs> I don't know how many times. I didn't, I didn't count them. But there, there's probably five times in, in, the, in the Gospel of John where it says, show us a sign. And Jesus says, you adulterous generation, you, you always want a sign. Why don't you just believe <laughs> the work of God? Okay, so all that to say, when Jesus comes to you with any assignment, recognize it for what it is and say, come on in. <laughs> because that's the thing, with any difficult assignment, he makes an invitation to be with you. He's also in the house. Okay? See, when God sends us something hard, He doesn't send us hard and then go walk away. He sends us something hard and then walks with us through it. All right. So be prepared, not for something hard, but be prepared to see Jesus with His arms open and get ready and embrace whatever He's got on His heart for you. Okay, lastly, am I following this? Ah, prepare your heart with open ears. And I I love this last verse here. It says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. There's an interesting um, phrase here when it says it gave the right to become the children of God. The, The word for children is this really endearing term. Uh, we had our grandkids over yesterday. They're they're wild. They're, they're boys, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's all quiet. We're all chilling. All the adults. And then the grandkids come in. Woo! And we're like, whoa, whirlwind. And then uh, they left, and it's all quiet again. And we're all like, wow, that was something. <laughs> and there's only two of them. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter because they're the grandkids. It, you know, as much as we would like them to be chiller, we're, we love them for who they are. And we pray that they mellow out over time. Uh, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, But this is the same thing. He says, if you will see and believe and say yes, then you'll understand his voice that says, my beloved child, my special grandchild. I'm seeing Maria nod. She loves her grandchildren. They're so endearing. But that's, that, that's what's so interesting here is that part of preparing our hearts is getting ready to be loved by God. You know, in this season, a lot of times people don't feel so lovable. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I think I'm totally lovable. <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror, I go, dude, you are the most lovable guy on earth. Love me, love me. No, you know, but 
we're all humans, and we all, we all get this sense of, man, I, I, there's, there's something in me that's not worthy, not worth anything. Uh, I was actually thinking about this when it, it, the, the second part, talking about uh, coming with open arms, because the open arms of a person who comes home is, is, is a hug, right? And I was, I was thinking about the, the different huggers we have at our church here. We're a kind of a hugging church. We're a, we're a hugging school. I, I hired somebody the other day uh, for our preschool, and uh, and I'm like, we're like a hugging, we're a hugging place. So, so are you okay with that? Because I can't hire you if you're not a hugging place. You know, she goes, I'm a hugger. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, hugging. You know, so everybody in the everybody in the in the office stood up and got a hug, and uh, right. But there, there's different kinds of hugs. There's, there's the endearing hug. I, I was actually thinking of Dean. Dean is, a, a, Dean, you're a great hugger. Because this is what, this is, I, I'm, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a personal space kind of thing. You never know. You, you want to endear, you know, show your endearment to someone, but you're not sure, you know, you know, sometimes it, it's a, you know, side hugs and all that kind of stuff. But Dean, when he hugs you, he hugs you to that point where it's like, okay, it's over. And, and then he gives it a couple more seconds. But that's love, right? That, that, isn't that love? It's, it's that couple extra seconds that says, hold on, this isn't just that hug. This isn't just that hug. This is the hug. It's the love hug. So that's what Jesus wants to do for us. He wants to give us the love hug. All right. So how can we practice this? I'm going to wrap. We're going to come to the table of the Lord. Is that as Jesus, he wants us to see him, but he also sees us. And the thing about disciples is we become like Jesus by doing what he does. And so during this Christmas season, I want you to see others. Because most people feel invisible, right? And so there's someone around that needs to be seen. Go ahead this season, and part of your preparation is calling them out. If you see somebody alone, call them out. See them. Say, hey, I see you, and encourage them. Um, your arms, hug somebody, forgive somebody. People do stupid stuff, even intentionally. Let them go. Hug somebody. Live. Give love. And then ears, as Jesus listens to us, because that's what a person who's endeared does. He listens. Um, my grandkids were telling me all kinds of stories yesterday. I, I got to play Santa with my four, four-year-old uh, grandson. And I'm like, what do you want Santa to bring you? Now, I know that's evil to say in church. Um, and he goes, I, I want, he's really into trucks. He's always been into trucks. He, he goes, I want this truck, but it's a spaceship. But I don't know what it is. And I don't know what it's called. And I said, you know what? That's the cool thing about Santa. He knows every toy. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he, he was there. So why did I say that? I'm listening to him. It's gibberish. Huh? 
no, no, we never did figure it out. We, we, we were looking through the Hammaker Schlemmer catalog, going, I know they make this somewhere. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll just give them a regular truck. I'll, I'll glue a spaceship on top of it and say, is this what we were talking about? Anyway, but just like my little grandchild, there's somebody around you that needs, needs an ear. It might need an ear this, you know, people are going through a lot of stuff. It's a, it's a weird season in our world. And uh, if you, if, be sensitized to it. And be ready to listen to someone and explore their hearts as you listen to them. Amen. Be thou the light. Okay. So we're going we're gonna, to... Uh, have communion together. So they're going to hand that out. All right. So here we are, the beginning of the Advent season. And we're already celebrating the end of the story that keeps going on and on. Reminded that Jesus came in to the world to be our light, to lead us in his way, to die for our sins, and to give us life that is truly life. So let's just reflect for a moment on our life. forgive you and I love you and I'll get and I'll get a hug later <laughs> see practicing what I preach uh, so the advent is the good news the good news is Jesus coming to us and revealing himself another way of uh, Interpreting or translating that verse nine is the true light that gives, that enlightens everyone. That by some grace, God has opened our eyes to see who Jesus is as the Savior of the world. And our prayer is that all who have not seen him as the light that they can believe and receive would see him. And we have. And he gave us this exercise. He says, as often as you do this, remember me, what I've done and what I'm doing. And he said that though you take this bread, which is my body, which is broken for you, that we get to be like him we get to serve him with all of our hearts. And during this Christmas season, may this, uh, we find ourselves turned away from our own wants and desires and look upon others to love and to serve them, just as Jesus did for us. And as we take this bread, it's, it's, uh, it, it, he, 
says that he gave thanks. And to that we give thanks, Lord, that you died for us so that we could truly have life. Let's go ahead and take the bread today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you enlighten us to what you're accomplishing in our life. And we pray as we take this cup that you, you said, this is my blood, and we know that in the blood is, is the life of a person. And by taking this cup uh, represents his life pouring into us. And maybe there's some sickness in us that needs his life. Maybe there's some discouragement in us that needs his life. Maybe there's some thing that's going on that you just need him to pour into you so that you could truly have that peace and understanding of what he's wanting to do in our lives. So as we take this cup, uh, it represents his life pouring into us. Let's go ahead and take his life that would wash away those things that are darkness in us. In Jesus' name, let's go ahead and take it. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to us. May we be aware this week and in this season of what you are doing in our lives and around us. And we, may we not be discouraged when we see the darkness because we know the true light that enlightens every person has come into the world and we have received him. And we are now the children of God, the beloved. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Don't forget your practice this week. See someone, hug someone, listen to someone. Can we do that? All right. You're going to have an opportunity to practice that as we have lunch prepared for us in just a minute. So... Find someone to sit next to. Maybe someone that you're not used to. Give them the awkward hug. And say, I'm not really into the extra moment hug yet, but maybe if we know each other better, we'll do that. All right. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And uh, we'll see you soon. Those that are joining us online, have a great day. And uh, we'll see you soon, too. Bye-bye.